Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Brooke. And we're coming to you today from our respective home offices in Portland, Oregon. Well, we've got some awesome news coming from CVEN, don't we, Brooke? We sure do. As you may already know, our annual user conference, CVEN Connect, is all about bringing people together for incredible live experiences. But even though we're not meeting in person this summer, Cvent believes in the power of live. So we're excited to announce Cvent Connect Virtual. That's right. This two-day event taking place August 25th through the 26th will give you the opportunity to hear directly from industry leaders such as Cvent CEO and founder Reggie Agarwal and attend any of our 28 live breakout sessions discussing everything from virtual and hybrid events to safety and security to event marketing and program strategy for when in-person events resume. We'll also be hosting virtual meetups and appointments with both CVent and some of our industry partners. And Cody, you want to know what the best part is? What? It's all at no cost to event and hospitality professionals. What? Free? That's amazing. I can't wait for the entire meetings and events community to come together. Make sure to secure your spot today by registering at cvent.com podcast and click on the CVent Connect banner. I cannot wait. Cvent Connect Virtual is coming to everyone this August 25th through 26th. That's cvent.com slash podcast and click on the Cvent Connect banner to register for free today. Today we have Lori Wildman, Senior Marketing Manager for Duchar McMillan and Associates to talk to us about her experience with moving her events to virtual. Yeah, she gives us some great insights on important integrations and how beneficial it is to use a virtual MC. Yeah, that's right. So let's get to the interview with Lori. All right, Lori, thank you so much for joining the podcast. But before we get started, can you briefly just tell us a little bit about how you became a senior marketing manager for DMA? Sure. Um, It's really been a progression over a lot of years. I've been in marketing for longer than I would like to admit. Uh, Started out uh, at the very beginning working for a small chamber of commerce in uh, Indiana and just you know, built my career from there. I had the opportunity to work with some really great mentors along the way and uh, really doubled quite a bit in event planning over the year and um, was a one-man shop. So everything from um, building a website to email marketing to event planning, you know, you name it, I've, I've probably done it. That's awesome. So we're going to get a lot of good insights from you today. And I know that you have a lot of experience or I guess a lot of recent experience um, moving to virtual. And a lot of times moving to a virtual uh, format often means that you're using several different systems all for that one goal. In your experience, what have been some of those best practices? Like, you know, when you're tracking registration or making sure you have data integrity, just like any tips and tricks to keep things simple. Sure, I I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned, um, you know, using two separate systems or more. Um, I think that depending on your, you know, the size of your marketing department, the size of your budget, um, the tools that you have at your disposal, um, marketers tend to be very savvy and scrappy. And what I mean by that is um, we'll find a way, one way or another, regardless of you know, the, the blocks that are in our way. So, um, you know, way back when I started in event planning, it was, you know, paper and, and maybe a spreadsheet. And it's evolved over the past 20 years to 
um, you know, much more robust uh, software, cloud-based, um, you know, and has really changed the face of event planning. And for me, uh, I, my mantra is work smarter, not harder. So what can I do and what can my team do to streamline our processes put everything in one place so that we can slice and dice that data however we might need it, whether it's for our C-suite reporting or our business development folks who want to know, you know, who attended, who was a no-show, that type of thing. I want to be able to access that data quickly and get it in the, the end version that I need for my particular internal audience. Yeah, and, and you, uh, there are always going to be some kind of um, integrations that are needed when you're using different systems um, just to avoid that, that really manual process. And when I talked to you before, you mentioned that Cvent is where you're going to house registration, but you're planning on using Salesforce as your single source of truth. How are you using that integration to your advantage, and are there any other integrations that you're using? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about having a leadership team who understands the value of your time and providing you with the tools that you need to do your job effectively and efficiently. Cvent has a great way of utilizing APIs, which is just a fancy way of saying that it pushes and pulls data back and forth um, between Cvent and whatever those other software programs are that you use. So for us, we utilize Salesforce as our CRM. That's where we store all of our information about our clients, our prospects, and so forth. And we want to make sure that Cvent, which is the software that we're using for all of our event planning, can um, see what's in Salesforce and push and pull it back and forth so that at any time we can see in Salesforce exactly what has happened within our event planning. We push and pull information such as did they attend an event, um, did they request cert CPE certification? So we actually do um, continuing education uh, with our attendees. Um, did they answer specific poll questions and what were their answers? All of that we can push on over to Salesforce to give our business development team and again our leadership team that visibility that they need to make strategic business decisions. I love a good integration, so I totally understand. Like connecting those systems makes life so much easier. And I, you know, I know that when we're moving to virtual, that need for having clear reporting doesn't go away. In fact, it might even be more important to to be able to see the differences between the in person and the virtual. So, what kind of reporting has been helpful to you when you've been moving to this virtual platform? You know, I don't know that it's any different necessarily between virtual and live, but I think that there is maybe more possibility. So what I mean by that is in our little world, when we do live events, polling is not something that we're doing. We're having, you know, engagement conversations, um, you know, in real time with these folks in the room. However, when you're in a virtual setting, you don't have that. So how can you utilize technology to your advantage to build that relational piece of it because you're not in person? So we use polling, for example, and that's you know all those little rich data points that we're asking them. So for example, um, we'll ask them what CRM they're using or what, um, 
ERP they're using, what, you know, what software they're using, or we might ask them, you know, we're in tax consulting, so we might ask them, are they under an audit right now? And what states are they under audit with? And then we utilize that information to help assist them um, in their business world. So for example, if you know someone tells us that they're under audit right now in California and we know of some great little um, tax snippet that may not be very well known of how it might save them some money, we would be able to offer that information. So it's really all about how to utilize that data um, and make it visible to the people that need to have it. Yeah, I, I love that, that, uh, you know, there's just ways to get that information using the tools that you have. But one of the things that I'm really excited to hear about from you is uh, the engagement piece. That has been like a huge struggle when I talk to people, like how to get people engaged when you have a virtual event. So I'm curious to hear, what have you used or what did you use in your recent uh, virtual event to keep people engaged? What are your strategies? Well, this is really fun. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure most of the listeners have probably, you know, participated in a webinar before. If you haven't hosted one and you're considering hosting one, I would say, what's stopping you? Go ahead and jump in and do it. Um, but, you know, initially, this was a big paradigm shift for our organization. We had done only live events. We'd never done anything virtual. Um, however, I had had experience with virtual events at a previous company, so it wasn't new to me. But we had a sales, uh, a sales team member uh, approach me with a really great idea. And that idea was this, hey, Lori, we can't do this in-person roundtable that we were going to do at a restaurant. We normally sit down and we, we talk to them for a couple hours and we have a conversation. It's not a sales pitch, it's information sharing. I have this idea, um, I'd like to still feed them lunch. And, and his idea was to provide virtual gift cards for a local restaurant to not just every attendee, but every registrant. So we kind of put our money where our mouth was and we were willing to pay for lunch for people who may or may not show up. And um, we got a great turnout off of that one event and everybody loved it. And, the, and several of them were actually eating lunch during the meeting. So it was very you know, conversational and down to earth. And I think as close to an in-person event as you possibly could have. And then, of course, I mentioned the polling question. That's another one that, you know, breaks the monotony, especially if you've got speakers who might be a little bit nervous. You know, they're not used to being present in a webinar. Maybe they're fine in person, but this is just a different channel for them, and, and it can be a little intimidating. So we utilize our MCs to kind of break up that monotony and pop in with a poll question throughout the webinar. I love the idea of using an MC because I, you know, I hear about it a lot, especially in in-person events. You know, it's really important just kind of keep things running smoothly, but it sounds like you had really great success using them in the virtual environment too. Can you tell us about some of the benefits and how they could be used effectively? Absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of times marketers think, okay, I could be the MC. I've got this, you know, I know the technology. This is a marketing department quote, job, but look at it from this perspective as well. Yes, I can sit there and I can MC my webinar and do a fine job, but what might I be missing because I'm not a subject matter expert that perhaps someone who has a subject matter expertise that I don't have could engage the speaker a little bit more maybe than I could, um, could provide some color around what that speaker is sharing and kind of expound on it. So what we have found works really well is to utilize 
folks within our organization who have some subject matter knowledge and can really have a conversation with that presenter and sort of pull more information out of them that they may have not planned necessarily on presenting. And they can also ask strategic questions and ask for um, more clarity on some things that the presenter may be talking about. Absolutely. I, I love the idea, especially with the production value, you know, really using that MC to get the most out of the audience. I, I love that role. I think it's so important for events, virtual or in person. Um, and, you know, it's almost like as we start to do more of these virtual experiences, there are some almost like silver linings, some kind of alternative benefits that we see from virtual versus in person, which is probably why people are talking so much about moving to hybrid because it's nice to have that element. What are some of those silver linings that you are you're finding? Well, I think number one is the cost savings, right? So, you know, we've gone from running a venue and paying for food for folks, which, you know, if any of you have had a book F&B at, an or, at a uh, venue, um, it's really expensive. I think it's like $60 a gallon for coffee, for example. So we're saving all of those, all of those costs, um, flying our SMEs in, spending overnights, you know, transportation, travel, airfare, all of that is wiped out. So our costs are just down to, you know, what is C-Event costing us? What's other software costing us? It's really cut back our costs significantly and it allows us to have a larger reach. So because we're not tied down to geography and people aren't, you know, pressed for time and, oh, it's too far away. I, I really would love to go, but, you know, I can't make the trip or what have you. We've taken that travel time out of the equation for attendees. And really, they can sit down and listen to us wherever they are, whether even if it's in their car, um, it's removed that barrier. So we're getting a larger reach geographically. We're getting a larger reach just from a numbers perspective. And for example, what about folks who maybe have some disabilities and they really struggle with, you know, being able to get from point A to point B? That removes that barrier as well. So it's it's much more inclusive. And it's, it's also a little bit less intimidating. So I think sometimes when people have the opportunity to attend a webinar, um, it takes away the fear of being sold to, having to sit through a sales pitch or something like that, right? They're, they're, they're not in person. It just kind of takes that fear away um, from them in that perspective as well. I really like that a lot. I think that that's, that's a really great way to think about it. There are people that um, maybe have some disabilities, like they can't physically get there, or maybe they have really bad anxiety. I think that it really opens it up and does have much more reach, a larger inclusion. And the one thing you said about a 90% cost savings, that blows my mind. That is phenomenal. But you know, as attractive as a 90% cost savings is, do you think DMA is planning on going 100% virtual now moving forward to keep up with that savings? No, no, you can't replace in-person events. There's just that, there's that human element and that relationship building that you, you can never get in, an, in a webinar or a virtual setting. You can get close. What I think is that there's a, there's a mix there, right? You're adding um, to your marketing mix, to your tool belt, just another tool. So I believe that hybrid is the future 
a little bit of in-person, a little bit of virtual. I think that eventually we will see both in the same place. So, you know, there may be some folks in person, some folks virtually. Um, and I think, you know, we need a, a rich, robust marketing mix to drive those prospects down the funnel. So um, I'm glad to see our organization really embrace uh, going virtual and our our sales team is absolutely loving it. They're, they're able to connect with folks that they haven't connected with before. And now that we're well-versed in how to run these virtual events, it's a valuable tool for crisis management moving forward. Yeah, you know, I mean, it wasn't a great situation that got us here, but I think, you know, there is a positive spin. We're all learning how to adapt in this new normal and finding the benefits of that virtual experience. And I'm really excited to see what happens in the coming months and years and how we use that as part of our holistic event strategy. So, I mean, Lori, such great insights. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And I'm now going to ask probably the toughest question, which is, if you could leave one piece of advice or, you know, just one thing that our listeners should be thinking about when they're moving to virtual, what would that be? I think the one piece of advice that I would give is not to be afraid. Go ahead and jump in and tackle it. You'll be amazed at the amount of tutorials and information that you'll find on the internet if you just look. CVET, for example, has a lot of great advice, uh, best practices. They've got a blog that's helpful. Um, it's really not that difficult. It takes a lot of organization, but if you're an event planner, you already know that. And the benefits are far outweigh any fear that you might have. So I highly recommend give it a shot. Um, join us in the C event community. We talk about best practices in our little group. Um, you know, find find a group of event planners on Facebook or LinkedIn where they're going virtual and they're having success with it and take their best practices. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. Find what works for you and then just keep enhancing it, making it better. And I think you'll be amazed at your results. I think that's some solid advice right there. Just use your resources that you have and don't be afraid. Lori, this is so great to have you on the podcast. Uh, my last question is, is there anything you want to promote or share with our listeners? Um, if you haven't heard about this event community, it's an organization or it's a group of, it's a group of event planners, just like me, just like you. Um, we're all trying to get our job done in the best way possible and, and bring results for our organizations. And we talk about what's working and what's not working. So um, I recommend that you give that a shot. And if you don't give it a try, you'll never know what might have been possible. Thanks again for joining the podcast. It's been such a pleasure to have you on here. So much great advice. Uh, thanks again. Wow, what a great conversation with Lori. It's so interesting hearing another story about successfully moving to virtual. Yeah, it's so great to hear what a huge cost savings you can get with a virtual event, even though we're all really excited for in-person events to resume. Absolutely. And to get more episodes and exclusive content, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. And if you want to join us at Cvent Connect Virtual, click on the banner and sign up today. It's free. Yep. And before you know it, we're going to have another great episode. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.